December 4th, 2023. We're in Masechet Bava Kama and Zayin Amudalif, four lines from the top, two words before the end of the line. This morning's class is dedicated by Ralph Chatter in honor of his wife, Sari. If you remember, the Gemara is in the middle of dealing with those final words of Rabbi Akiva that were cited in the Beraita and Vava Mudbet. Rabbi Akiva's words were, Vekalvahomer lehekdesh. The, Mish- the Beraita seemed to have been talking about a mahlokit, a dispute between Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Akiva about how we would, in a circumstance of paying from metav, whose metav, whose highest value of land would we be dealing with when one person's property damaged another. Rabbi Ishmael's words were, the me or metav of nizak. Rabbi Akiva said of mazik, nizak meaning the person who got damaged, mazik, the one who damaged. Then the final words of that Beraita, which for the moment, or most relevant, were the kalvahome lehektesh. Rabbi Akiva spoke up and he said, you know something? All the more so, logically speaking, I could apply this to hektesh. Hektesh, of course, is a situation where a person sanctifies something, where a person says that their property is kodesh, belongs to the mikdash. What was he talking about? What did he mean? Under what circumstances and what situations do you pay from highest quality land to hektesh? So the Gemara had initially suggested that it meant Maybe the circumstance is, uh, my animal gored the animal of Hekdesh. The Gemara said, that's, that's not possible. Why not? Because the Pasuk in the Torah, when it talks about Nigifa, um, Nigiha, uh, when it talks about goring, says Re'ehu. It says that it needs to be the ox of your friend. Your friend is uh, the people in the room. Hekdesh is not considered your friend. The derasha in turn is, you're not going to be liable, surprisingly, uh, to compensate, to pay back, if your animal damages Hekdesh. So the Gemara instead suggested, if you recall, we learned this on Friday, maybe it has nothing to do with damage. Maybe it has to do with when you owe to Hekdesh. I made a donation to Hekdesh. What sort of property do I pay Hekdesh with? Maybe it was that circumstance, the Gemara said, it can't be, lo the highest that will suggest you'd have to pay back in such a circumstance would be benonit, would be mediocre land when you owe another person money. If I uh, have a debt that I owe to you, I don't need to pay with highest quality land. I pay with medium land. Why should hekdesh be any different in this situation? Hekdesh, I owe the money to hekdesh. I have to pay with medium benonit, not highest quality. That's what we got up to. And now the Gemara returns us back, and again, returns us back to those words of to the approach we initially suggested. Le'olam, says the Gemara, we can and should suggest the circumstance, situation we were dealing with, Rabbi Akiva was alluding to, was where my animal damages the animal of Hekdesh. Wait a second. What about the difficulty that you had? Quote, Shore Ehu, unquote, Amarachmana Veloshor Shelekdesh. Didn't you tell me earlier it can't be? It's not correct that when my animal damages the animal of Hekdesh that I'd have to pay with metav, with the highest quality land. Forget about playing with the highest quality land. You wouldn't have to pay at all. That's what we understood from the Pasuk. Rabbi Akiva Savarla, we're now suggesting that Rabbi Akiva would be a dissenting view. What do I mean by that? Whereas we were assuming everybody agreed that if my animal damages Hekdesh, I'm scot-free, I'm off the hook, the Gemara is now going to introduce us to a new opinion. It's an alternative opinion. 
This opinion will suggest not only do you have to pay hektesh, but you pay hektesh full amount under all circumstances. What do I mean by all circumstances? Well, we've been distinguishing throughout, if you have an animal and the first three times that it gores, you pay half. That's what we call shortam. Uh, only when it gored three times. On the fourth time, do we call shor muad, it pays full. Ironically, over here, it's the opposite end of the spectrum. We're about to suggest, and we'll understand how we got there, there is an opinion, the Gemara will suggest that's the opinion of Rabbi Akiva as well, who maintains that if my animal damages an animal of Hekdesh, not only do I have to pay, but I have to pay the full amount. That's what Rabbi Akiva was talking about then. His mention earlier, the Kalvahom el Hekdesh, was my animal damages the animal of Hekdesh. Wait a second, you said you don't pay anything in such a situation. Not only do you pay, you pay full amount according to Rabbi Akiva. What's that? Well, the Hidush is, the Hidush is, not only do I have to pay full amount, I have to pay highest quality as well. That's the Hidush of Rabbi Akiva. Who, where does this begin? Rabbi Akiva, Savarlah, Kirbi Shimon ben Menasya. Rabbi Akiva would perhaps maintain the opinion like Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya, Ditanya. After all, we have a Beraita in which Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya mentions his opinion. Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya, Omer, Shor shel hekdesh nagach shor shel hediot patu. On the one hand, not what we've been dealing with, not what we'll be paying attention to, but we should pay attention to it for a split second over here. If the animal of hekdesh damages my animal, says Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya, free of payment, no compensation. Uh, unlucky day for me. If only it was a person, it wasn't shel hekdesh. However. Shor shil hediot, shenagah, shor shil hekdesh. That's our case. That's what we're talking about. My animal goes after the animal of hekdesh. Ben tam, ben muad, mishalem nezek shalem. According to this opinion of Bishmon ben Menasya, you pay full amount under all circumstances. And the Gemara in turn is suggesting that's the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. What do you mean that's the opinion of Rabbi Akiva? When Rabbi Akiva told us he was referring to his opinion, which is like that of Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya, and that is that if my animal damages an animal of Hekdesh, not only do I pay full amount, Rabbi Akiva has a Hidush, I pay from highest quality land as well. Where did he come up with such an opinion? It's from one extreme to the other. What do I mean by that? We were assuming until now, your animal damages that of Hekdesh, you're free. Now you're saying your full amount. Well, listen to the pasuk for a moment uh, together with me. It's in Shemot Perek Kafalaf Pasuk Lamete. It's on the side of the page on Davava Mudbet. Vechigov Shor Ish Et Shore Ehu. So pasuk says if a person's animal uh, gores another person's animal, again another person's vamet and it dies. Umacheru et Ashor Hachai vechatsu et Kaspo vechametamet yehatsum. Pasuk goes on to describe what we call shortam. It goes on to describe, you pay half amount based on circumstances and dealing with it. So let me remind you again, the pasuk says the following, if a person's animal damages the animal of another person, then you pay half with regards to a shortam. You know what the implication is? If it wasn't a person's animal damaging a person's animal, but a person's animal damaging hekdesh animal, not that you're free, it's that you don't pay half, you pay the full amount. Oh, so that's the opinion now, says the Gemara, that Rabbi Akiva is, is working with. His opinion is, if a shor shil hediot, hediot literally means simpleton, over here it means not kodesh, 
commoner, right? So if my shore damages the shore, the animal of Hekdesh, according to the Biakiva, I pay full amount. That's where we settled it. So we had this mysterious line throughout. What did the Biakiva mean when he said the Hekdesh? We settled it. We said my animal damages the animal of Hekdesh. I pay full amount, not only full amount, I pay from highest quality land. That's what the Gemara is suggesting up until now, even on the first time. The other opinion, we call them Hachamim. And Rabbi Akiva is siding with Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya. So now the Gemara says, and you'll have to quickly flip back to the Vava Mudbet, the Gemara says, now I'd like to review the Mahlok of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Ishmael and suggest something a little novel. If you turn back to the Vava Mudbet, about 20 lines from the top is where the Biraita was cited. It says, Tanur Rabbanan, the end of the line, Metav Sadeo Metav Karmo Yeshalem. That's the Pasuk. We start with the Pasuk in the Torah, paying from highest quality. Now, Metav Sadeo Shel Nizak, Metav Karmo Shel Nizak, Divrei Rabbi Ishmael. Rabbi Ishmael's words are clear and unequivocal. His words are, you pay based on, you pay from the highest quality land of the person who got damaged. Got it. Rabbi Akiva Omer, and you might recall, I purposely said when we read these words initially, that he's not very clear what he means. The Pasuk is coming to tell you that you collect from highest quality land. Mabruk. I mean, that's what the Pasuk said. So we assumed until now that Rabbi Akiva's words were disagreeing with Rabbi Ishmael. Rabbi Ishmael said, you're collecting from Nizak, from the damaged person, highest quality land. Rabbi Akiva is saying, no, from the damager. But he never said those words. All he said was, the pasuk is coming to teach me that you collect from highest quality land. What do those words mean? And then he finishes off, the Hekdesh. The Gemara is now going to suggest that Rabbi Akiva never had a fundamental machloket with Rabbi Ishmael. What do I mean by that? The Gemara is now about to say, Rabbi Ishmael told us clear, black on white. Whose quality land? The damaged person, the Nizak. Rabbi Akiva never disagreed with that. Rabbi Akiva said, listen, I agree with you. The Pasuk is telling me to take from highest quality. I'm not disagreeing with you that it's from the damaged person. My novelty, the only thing I'm interjecting is, Hekdesh as well. And it was the Gemara is going to suggest with this whole debate we had, which we made out throughout two opinions. How do you explain the Pesukim? Maybe we made a mistake all along. I mean, we'll quickly fall off of this. But that's what the Gemara is about to suggest. Says the Gemara, if this is the case, Rabbi Ishmael Rabbi Akiva, What made you convinced? Why is it that you believe that Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Ishmael are disagreeing? In a case where, and this is what we've reviewed, highest quality land of the person who got damaged is the same as lowest quality land of the person who damaged. Remember, that's the case where they d- debate. Do I? What happened? Biakiva will agree with Alan Mala. He's getting of the Nizak. In other words, there's no such opinion right now, the Gemara is suggesting that you're going to pay with the Mazik. The word Yeshalem, whatever, pay, not the whatever, get the money. The word Yeshalem, whoever pay, the Mazik pay the right. I understand your reading of it, but alternatively, the way it goes is like this You pay with the highest quality land. You read, no, 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 one more time. You pay with the highest quality land. Well, whose highest quality land? Who said it's the person who's paying? 
You're reading it like a pasuk. Instead of reading it like a, I say to you, you pay with the highest quality lens. Say, Rabbi, which highest quality lens? I say the highest quality lens of the person you damaged. You could have read it like that. So as the Gemara Dilma, maybe the Kule Alma, everyone, meaning both Rabbi Yishmael and even Rabbi Akiva, Bidinizak Shaiminan. They agree that we evaluate, we go based on the highest quality land of the damaged person, and the only mahloka that's taking place over here, the only thing they're disagreeing about is, they're just, just disagreeing with, you see, that's where the Gemara calls it Rabbanan, Hachamim, Rabbi Shimon ben Manasyan, Hachamim, Rabbi Akiva Savar, Rabbi Shimon ben Manasyan, Rabbi Shmael Savar, Rabbanan, the only mahloka, the only dispute of Rabbi Shmael, Rabbi Akiva, contrary to what we've been working with until now, is about Hekdesh. When it comes to whose quality land do you pay with, Ah, that was a mistake. Well, everybody agrees to Menizak. Everybody, maybe even Rabbi Akiva agrees to that. The Gemara has three reasons to dispute this immediately and to keep it the way we assumed until now. Very briefly, what the Gemara had suggested in this quick moment is, now that we defined what Vekalva Homele Hekdesh meant, and we understood there's a fundamental dispute mahlog between Biakiva and Bishmael about whether if my animal damages the animal of Hekdesh, whether I pay or not, well, once that's the case, maybe that's the only mahlok that they have. And the Gemara will quickly uh, put this to rest and say it's not so. They disagree about two things. Number one, who's quality land? Mazik or nizak, damager or damaged. Rabbi Ishmael and Akiva. And number two, about whether hekdesh as well, if my animal damages that, is liable as for compensation. So as the Gemara, question number one, in kin, quote, uh, my, what does it mean, quote, lo bahakatub. The words of Rabbi Akiva were, the pasuk doesn't come except for, lo katub ela. Let me remind you, this is your point, Charlie, but it's from those words, not from Yeshalem. Uh, the words of Rabbi Akiva are, the pasuk, Rabbi Ishmael, I hear what you're saying, but let me tell you something. The pasuk is only coming to tell me that you collect from the highest quality land. One second, are you talking about hekdesh or you're talking about metav? It sounds like you're talking about metav. It appears as if your conversation, your dispute is about the quality, high quality of land that you're paying with. Lo bahakatub, the pasuk. Not shore'ehu, but rather the pasuk of metav karmo, metav sadeh, metav karmo yishalem. Number two, ve'od, my kalvachom hekdesh. What does it mean? And all the more so to hekdesh. Remember, in the following situation, according to the Bi'akiva, Rabbi Akiva, if you're telling me that the circumstance, the situation is such that according to Rabbi Akiva, my land, I'm the damager, I have very high quality lands. My lowest quality land is the same price as in terms of you know, valuation as the damager, your Allen, highest quality land. I'm a very wealthy guy. My land's very high quality. Under such a circumstance, you could have had one of two uh, outcomes. Either I'm paying from my highest quality, lucky you, you're getting very fungible land, or alternatively, I'm paying based on yours. We thought that was a dispute between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Ishmael. Now we're saying, everybody agrees, in that situation, I pay with my lowest quality, which is your highest quality. If that's the case, what's Kalvahome? Kalvahome makes it appear as if you had a Humrah, you were being very severe, and all the more so for Hekdesh, you were being lenient over here. According to this, do you follow? In other words, I could have been paying from my highest quality land. So now what are you telling me? Tell me I'm paying from my lowest quality land. It, just because it's the same quality? What's Kalvahom? Just don't pay. Just pay from me. It's like, God, why do you have to worry about what you have? Just 
We're trying to determine based on what? What did this say? Oh, makes I mean, I mean, you. At this point, the Gemara is, is suggesting that Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Akiva both agree you're paying the men Nizak. Metav of Nizak. You're very happy with that. The Gemara is, the Gemara is telling... The Gemara, the, the Gemara is suggesting that you can't argue that the words of Rabbi Akiva mean that I'm paying from your highest quality. It's got to mean that I'm paying from my highest quality. Because my words of... If this is so, so certainly for Hekdesh suggests that we're being stringent in this situation and all the more so in Hekdesh. Stringency in this situation means that I'm paying for my highest quality, which means the damager's land is what we're determining it by. The damager's land, not the damagee. Right, because remember, the damager's land... I have, I'm the damager, my lowest quality land is $10, my highest quality is 30 How would it say you pay then? It, it, it would say you collect. It wouldn't say you pay. I'm paying, I'm the damager. I'm paying to you. Correct. But what am I paying with? Your highest quality land. Who told you that? Because it says pay. Uh, listen, Lema'aseh, you're right, but I'm the one who's paying, I'm not collecting. What am I paying with? That's the question. They're trying to keep him honest. No, if this, if this is going to go to Bedin and you're going to waste a lot of people's time, you don't want that. So you do damage, you're paying from your best land. All right. You're arguing going to be Akiva. And lastly, says the Gemara, lastly, says the Gemara, we have an explicit Beraita which makes clear that the dispute between Rabbi Akiva and Bishmael was indeed not about only Hekdesh, but about the Memazik or Nizak as well, whether the highest quality land of the damager or the damagee. How so? The Beraita says, Metav Sadeh or Metav Karmo Yeshalem, that's the Pasuk in the Torah. The Derasha in turn goes like this, Metav Sadeh Shel Nizak, Metav Karmo Shel Nizak, Devrei Rabbi Ishmael. The words black on white of Rabbi Ishmael, we're expecting them are, you go based on the damagers, the, the damagee's land. Rabbi Akiva Omer, here's the key words. Metav Sadeh Shel Mazik, Metav Karmo Shel Mazik. It's explicit in this Beraita that the quality of land that's being paid back with, according to Rabbi Akiva, is based on the mazik, the damager, as opposed to the damagee. When all the dust settles on this sugya, we are left with a dispute, a fundamental dispute between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Ishmael. There's really two disputes. Number one, when the Torah says you pay back with highest quality land, whose highest quality land? Mine, the damager, or yours, the damagee? Many ramifications. Number two, what happens if my animal damages the animal of Hekdesh? According to Rabbi Akiva, I'm paying. According to Rabbi, and I'm paying full amount and metav. According to Rabbi Ishmael, I'm not. Okay. And by the way, he used damagee more than fungible, so you're at. <laughs> okay, says the Gemara onward. Says the Gemara onward over here. Um, says the Gemara, Rame le Abaye le Rava. So the Gemara now moving along says there's a contradiction that was asked from Abaye Terava. Now, if you recall, throughout our Gemara, starting in the Mishnah, and every line we learned in the Gemara, our assumption for good reason was, based on the Pasuk and the Torah, that if a person's property damages that of another, they pay with highest quality land. Metav Sadeo, Metav Karmo Yishalem, that's what the Torah says. On the other hand, Interestingly, we're going to cite a Beraita, which has a derasha, which reads the words of the Pasuk, as if it doesn't need to be so. 
And, 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 and there's another way of paying back. Take a look. Rame means a contradiction. Rame le Abaye le Rava. Abaye asked the contradiction to Rava. Ketiv. On the one hand, the Pasuk says, quote, Metav Sadeo, Metav Karmo Yeshalem. That teaches me, Metav in, you pay back with highest quality land. In means yes. Mide Aharina. Mide means things. Aharina means other. No, you can't pay back with other things. Pause for a second. Let me just remind you, and this is based on Jared's comment from last week, but you should be aware of this from now. Um, when we say highest quality land, we don't mean highest quality land to the exclusion of money. Highest quality land, the purpose is so that it could quickly be cashed in for money. So we mean money or highest quality land. What we do mean, though, is not low quality goods. So our contradiction will not be from the fact that you could pay back with money that we accept. It's that you could pay back even with low quality goods. The Hatanya doesn't the Beraita say uh, um, in, on the other on the other side of this. Yashiv lerabot subin. Let me read to you the pasuk. Pasuk is in the context of bor of a, a pit which damages. The pasuk says baal habor yeshalem kesef yashiv liv alav. So let me translate those words. The owner of the pit pays money he returns to the owner. There's an extra word in that pasuk. It could have easily said, The owner of the pit pays money to the owner. Uh, excuse me, to the, uh, to, the, to the person who got damaged. Why does the pasuk say, The owner of the pit pays money he returns to the uh, person who got damaged. What's with the double wording of Yeshalem and Yashiv. It's that which the rabbis are picking up on. As says the Beraita, Vahatanya Yashiv, that extra word of Yashiv, he returns, Lerabot, it comes to include Shavekesef, which means the parallel of money, meaning not only actual money, not only land at the highest quality, Vaafilu Subin, and even Subin. Subin, how do they translate it? Subin is. Brand, low quality wheat. You're dealing with the lowest quality stuff. Wait a second. That's a, a, a blatant and absolute contradiction to everything we've been working with until now. You've been telling me until now, the Patsuk says, I accepted a moment or two ago that you could even pay money. That I understand. Now you have a dirasha. The Patsuk doesn't only say Yeshalem, it says Yeshiv also. Yeshiv comes to teach me I can even pay with lowest quality stuff. Brand? Are you kidding me? How do, how do you square that? How do you explain this? So we're not really asking... What's that? Oh, I, I, I understand. I'm just saying... No, no, but what I'm telling... Eli, what I'm telling is you're going to have to figure out the way to pay. It doesn't mean that we take it easy on you because you have less, less money. And ultimately speaking, it's, it's the quality that you're paying back with. We're not letting you pay back less. And it can't, it can't be that the quality of land is associated with the way you're damaged. It can't be. Right. No, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. What Jared is suggesting is the following, but you want to say it the opposite way. The Pasuk, which says, Metav Sadeo, Metav Karmo Yishalem, is written in the following context. It says, Ki Aver Ish Sadeo Kerem. That pasuk is talking about regel and shin. It's talking about trampling and eating. That's where it says metav pay highest quality. This pasuk, which we're making the derasha from now, is talking about the pit. Bo. 
Jared's suggesting maybe when it comes to the pit, there you can pay back even with brand for some reason. When it came to shen and regel, when it came to eating or benefiting from the person's land or trampling it, that's when you need to pay with metav. The reason you can't say like that is, but it's a good suggestion, is because the Gemara on the bottom of Dafhe Amud Aleph told us that there was that fancy Gezera Shava to learn that in all of the Avot Nezikin, you pay with metav. So that's clear. We made a gezerah shavav, tahat, netina, yeshalem, kes. Remember that, that derasha that we had over there? So as a result of that gezerah shavav, you can't distinguish. Um, the Gemara needs to come up with a different disting, uh, d- distinguishing feature. When, when do you need to pay with highest quality? When are you allowed to pay with even lower? Says the Gemara, la kashya, maybe we can suggest that there's no contradiction. Kan mida'ato, kan be'al korcho. Maybe there's a difference between whether the person who damaged willingly shows up to pay or if he's coerced, he's forced into it. If he willingly shows up to pay, he can pay even from his brand. If he's forced into court, in the words of Rashi, you need to yell at him in court and get him there. Ah, by the time that's, that's, it's almost like a penalty from the Torah that you have to pay highest quality. In other words, it's not per se the baseline, the assumption that you're going to have to pay highest quality land. That's what we assumed until now. That's more of a penalty. You didn't show up in the moment when you were supposed to. You were avoiding court. We had to pull you into court. You showed up willingly on your own volition you ready to pay? Then you can pay even from Subin. Says the Gemara, Amar Ula Bered Rav Ilai Dikaname Dichtiv Yeshalem Be'al Korcho. The suggestion of Ula is that the Pasuk might even read uh, similarly. Dikaname means if we're midaktek, if we read it sensitively and carefully, it might imply this. His understanding that the word Yeshalem implies Be'al Korcho against your will. And that word yeshalem was in the context of lowest quality stuff. That's when it's ba'al korcho, against your will. How did he come up with yeshalem meaning that? Shittah quotes from Rosh that maybe the word elsewhere seems to imply that it's ba'al korcho. Amale Abaye, Abaye says that it's not, it's not a simple read. Mi ketib yeshulam, yeshalem ketib mida'ato mashma. So in other words, uh, the response in turn is that the word yeshulam would be reflexive, would be against my will. It will be paid. Yishalem means he is paying. He is paying. Sounds like it's out of my own volition. Means it sounds like I'm paying it on my own. Uh, as a result, we can't, we can't accept this distinction. And the Gemara is back to square one. Let me explain again. The Gemara had just suggested... What's up? No, it sounds like it's, it's good though. Yishalem sounds like a, a voluntary way of... <laughs> Correct. In other words, quite the opposite, yeah. right? So in other words, the Gemara, as, as a result, is back to, 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 to square one because the Gemara had suggested, when do you have to pay with highest quality land? When it's Ba'al Korchot, those words mean against your will. I pulled you into court. I forced you to stand, take stand. I now, okay, now, so what, you think you're going to get off and pay me a brand? You're going to pay me your highest value stuff. Alternatively, the flip side is, you came on your own, you made my life easy there, we allow for you because that's the baseline level in terms of what you technically need to pay back. You can pay afilu subin, even from your brand, says the Gemara, the reading of the Pasuk doesn't read properly. Yeshulam would mean against as well. Yeshalem sounds like with his will, and as a result, Ela Amara Baye. Abaye therefore suggests, in a long-winded suggestion, the following. We're not going to finish this today, but we'll begin it. Kedemor, first and foremost, means, as my master, as my rabbi suggested. 
Who was Abaye's rabbi? Rabbah. So everything he's about to quote is a beraita, which in turn is explained by his master, Rabbah. And he's now going to apply something that sounds like it's literally out of left field to our issue. What's the issue that he was dealing with? What's the beraita that's being cited here in the Gemara? It's the following. Um, it com- when it comes to matanot to aniim, when it comes to the, the donations that we are obligated to give to poor people, well, there are several. There's leket, shikha, and pe'ah. Those are the donations in the field. You have to leave a segment of the field that's pe'ah. Shikha, if I leave something behind. Leket, if something falls out. I need to leave that for poor people. Additionally, there's ma'aser ani. Every third and sixth year, instead of ma'aser sheni, I would give ma'aser ani. I would give to poor people a tithe, a tenth of my uh, produce. Now, who qualifies as being an ani? Who's allowed to collect? Do you just decide that based on your quality and your standard of life? Or is there some sort of standard of application? So the answer is that we have a general understanding that uh, the rabbis evaluated an ani as a person, or, or rather, a person who has less than mataim zuz, less than 200 zuz. I leave it for Morris to give us the equivalent in today's uh, currency. But that's the terminology. The terminology is less than 200 zoos is considered a poor person. Above 200 zoos is considered a rich person. It reminds me in this moment of I took a philosophy course in college. And I remember, what's that? Nothing, but that's, that's, what I'm, that's, exact, that's exactly why I'm telling this story. Um, so we had this uh, professor, Professor Johnson, and he didn't realize he's dealing with Talmud students. So he, at one point he was just telling us, you can't define anything. There's no definitions to anything. So he said, for example, my friend said, I don't understand what you're talking about. We define things all the time. So he says, for example, how would you define a rich person? So my friend said, a person who has a million dollars. So he said, are you telling me, Menashe, that if you had $999,099.99 that you're poor, that you're not rich? So he said, absolutely. So the professor said, inconceivable, ridiculous. But that's the case over here. Literally, that's the halakha. If you have less than 200, you're considered an ani. To the extent that, and this is important, if I have just 199 and you come with your ma'aserani and you had a wonderful produce year and you drop off 10,000 zoos, I can accept it all. It's not that I got up to 200 zoos and I'm capped out. I was considered a poor person up until 200. The same way my friend claimed $999,999.99 is not a rich person. That's, I mean, he was basing, I don't know if he was basing himself off of this, but it works perfectly. Okay, What's that? So again, I'm allowed, unless it's given at once. That's the case I'm t- talking about. If you have 199 zoos, and you sh- if I have that and you show up, I'm allowed to accept it all at once. I'm not allowed to accept it if I accepted $50, 50 zoos, and now someone else comes. Now I'm over, right? That's the halacha in terms of that. No, 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 no. No, this is everything. The metav is a, applicable to all the avot nezikim. This halacha that we're talking about has nothing to do with it until we resolve it. Right? Yeah. Says, but it was a good one. It was, it was a great suggestion, now, Jared. Says the Gemara Detanya. So here, let's start this beraita, and you'll quickly understand why it's somewhat relatable. Hayu, says the beraita, haresha hayu no batim sadotu kramim. If a person owns homes, fields, and vineyards, but he's not able to sell them. So I have high quality stuff. 
technically speaking, and we're going to have to deal with what this means, technically speaking, the value you'd imagine was higher than 200 zoos. But I can't sell them, so then the value is not 200 zoos. The halakha is, if the value of all my stuff together is 200 zoos, we assume, the beraita and the hachamim assume, you'll never find yourself in a situation where you get less than half the value. It's worth 200 zoos, nobody's buying from you, you can't tell me you can't sell it for half the value. You'll sell it for 100 zoos. And as a result, since you have 100 zoos that you can sell with your land, we say to you, you can only receive 100 zoos from Ma'asir Ani. That's stage number one. Says the Gemara, what are we talking about? And Rabbah questioned this, and we're just going to begin this now, and we'll return to it tomorrow. What is the case? He has high quality land, or whatever, he has quality land, and he can't sell it. We say to him, but you could sell it for at least half the price, and as a result, we'll only allow you to collect in terms of matanot anim, sedaka, up to 100. If the circumstance of the situation is that real estate went down for himself and everyone else, so you're not going to say to me in this situation, he can't sell it for the full amount, but he really has 200 sous, but we'll give him half. What are you talking about? Real estate went down. He has less quality land. It's not as much money. He should be able to receive a lot more money right now. He is a verified poor person. Says the Gemara, Ela, rather perhaps the case is alternatively, the land of everyone else is, is high quality, is high value. Real estate market is booming, but mine is not. Why, why is mine not? But mine, since I'm going out and sweating my head off in order to make money, in order to make, get money, everybody knows he's in need of money. Everybody knows, don't give him the full value of his land. He's in need, he's running around trying to make deals, he's desperate, that's why his value of land went down. Says the Gemara, afilu purta name la Says the Gemara, I still can't understand the case. One more time, we're in the midst of the following question. The situation is such that he owns 200 zoos of property. He could sell it and get half, so the rabbis say he could get half in terms of tzedakah, 100 zoos. What's the case? If all the real estate market went down, so then he doesn't have 200 zoos. He has less than 200 zoos. If the real estate market is high, and it's only his doing to himself that his land is down, we won't even give him that. You did it to yourself. We say to him, you did it. But we say to him, you did it to yourself. All right, we'll continue with this tomorrow. Amen, amen.